that something. So Matthew 26, verse yeah. 36, right? Yeah. Then Jesus led his disciples to an orchard called the oil press. He told them, sit here while I go and pray nearby. Let's just walk through, right? So imagine you are with Jesus and this whole experience, you're a part of it. And the Lord Jesus is telling you to sit there. I like that it says so the oil press, that's a whole, that's a, it gives a whole different meaning to it because mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, for you to get oil, right? It goes through pressure, right? For the olives, I'm sure it's olives. That's what, that's the oil they, 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 they did in, they pressed in, in Gethsemane. So, you know, the pressure it goes through in order for you to have that pure oil, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of, it's painstaking, even for the workers as they keep going around and doing all that. So um, it, it just shows that the, the, there's going to be something that is going to involve a lot of um, pain and pressure and uh, pushing beyond your natural limits. You know, uh, that is what is going to take place. Um, so imagine that you're at that place with Jesus. Next verse, please. He took Peter, Jacob, and John with him. However, an intense feeling of great sorrow plunged his soul into agony. Jesus had so much agony. Just be there. I want you guys, because I know we've had situations in this life where we have you know, felt a deep sense of sorrow. Maybe we've lost someone or we're trying to get things right for our boss who is stressing us out or we're trying to just impress someone or even trying to make it, you know. So just imagine yourself in that place. You know, Jesus was going through a lot of mental, emotional pressure. Amen. Next verse. And he said to them, my heart is overwhelmed and crushed with mm. grief. It feels as though I'm dying. Stay here and keep watch with me. Wow. Just feel, feel Jesus mm -hmm. talking to his friends. Jesus is the son of God. He is God. Mm -hmm. He is God. And he has a relationship with people here on earth that he can so freely tell them he struggles. I think that is the highest privilege to encounter Jesus in his humanity and hear him pour out his pain even before he has gone through it. He just knew it was not going to be a good experience. I, 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 I don't know what situation... I, I can liken it to giving birth, you know, when you, but you can't, you can't really feel that pain until that pain comes, you know, but what Jesus was going to go through right now, he was feeling it. Yeah. Next verse, please. This verses are very, are very depressing, but the, it is real. <laughs> it is reality. Yeah. And I want us to be entering in, into this scriptures. Because the reality of Jesus' love just shines through them. 
you know, when you uh-huh. see him struggle for you and for me. Yeah. Next verse, please. Then he walked a short distance away and overcome with grief, he threw himself face down on the ground and prayed, My father, if there is any way you could deliver me from this suffering, please take it from me. Yet what I want is not important, for I only desire to fulfill your plan for me. Then an angel from heaven appeared to strengthen him. Just imagine him throwing himself on the floor. Like every time I watch the Jesus movies, I see him, you know, kneeling down. Scripture says he threw himself face down. Uh So you know how, like, he was overcome with so much grief. He was not even in control of his body anymore. He just was taken over. So he just fell face down. And when his face landed the ground, he began to pray. And he was asking his father to take this cup away from him. That is so, so painful. Like Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, highly exalted, sitting in the Godhead. They created man. And then man fell. And then He had to be the one to come become a human. And he poured out this this lamentation and he was asking his father to take it away. Now, I always tell people, it wasn't easy. It wasn't funny. It wasn't like, yay, I'm going to die for them. I'm going to let myself be killed. No, it wasn't exciting. His flesh didn't want it. Even though he loved us so much, he had to look past his flesh. Scripture says, for the joy set ahead of him. The joy to see you and I become that exalted being that sits with God at the right hand of God. Because of that joy that he was going to have so many brothers, he underwent the cross. This, This verse was one of the key verses to me because... I don't know, like his father could have said something. His father would have said that if this is too difficult, then let's not. I don't know about other versions, but most versions don't say that an angel came there to strengthen him. Yeah, I didn't see that either in the other versions. Yeah, so he was struggling. And then when you watch like the Passion of the Christ, you see the devil lingering in the corner and just staring at him and with his evil face is just so, so, so annoying. Um, so this is real. This was a real experience. But he yielded to God's will. 40. Later he came back to his three disciples and found them all sound asleep. He awakened Peter and said to him, Could you not stay awake with me for even one hour? Have you needed somebody so much to help you and they walked away? Yes, that's what I felt like. (laughs) Yeah. Has anybody gone through that, that you needed so much support or you needed just a, a positive word or an encouragement or someone to tell you that they are here for you and they just walked away? Jesus is going through all the human emotions. 
So when we're saying that he wasn't human, he was really human, like needing humans. Next. Keep alert and pray that you'll be spared from this time of testing. Your spirit is eager enough, but your humanity is weak. Oh, that's so beautiful. Like he understood. Mm -hmm. Jesus understood. He knew they were tired. He knew. I, I, I like, you know, Jesus is a lovable person. He was affirming them. He said that their spirits were willing. He said that he knew, he knew that it was difficult for them to stay awake, even though he was asking them to stay awake for just one hour, you know? At a point when I was reading this scripture, I'm like, guys, you can walk around, fight off the sleep for an hour, <laughs> just walk around the garden. <laughs> Why do you have to be so sleepy at this point? When I read this, I was like, I mean, when he first started off in the whole thing, he was talking about how overwhelmed his heart was and he was crushed with grief. And if, if a friend of mine told me that, I would have like sticks underneath my eyes just to stay awake because they had told me so much of what they were going through and I would have loved them that much to have just stayed awake. Yes. You know? Yes, especially when you're like, after, you know, just stay one hour but they just couldn't and jesus still understood and at this point he was asking them to pray that they overcome temptation mm -hmm. now it was caring for them he had transitioned from needing them to stand with him to wanting them to be fine it's like this jesus christ is the ultimate pattern as he goes through his own challenge, he is able to overcome the flesh because he was so broken and so, so totally, you know, worn out. Like he fell face down, but he yielded to the will of the father and not to the will of his flesh. And so he came to them and was, you know, affirming them that I understand what the flesh is doing to you. But stay awake, be watchful, pray, because you will go through temptation. So he was helping them overcome their own challenge in that moment. He's the one to die, but he knows that they are going to face temptation and he's trying to help them. I don't think mm -hmm. these people were, they, they couldn't grasp it because they fell asleep again. They left them for a second time to pray in solitude. He said to God, my father, if there is not a way that you can deliver me from this suffering, then your will must be done. This second time, like, let this cup be taken away from me. Let this suffering be taken away from me. He Now he's saying that he recognizes that, you know, it is his cup. He has to go through it. So he's like, okay, if it's not going to be taken away, let your will be done. The, the, the power to submit to the will of God is just amazing. Next verse, please. He came back to the disciples and found them sound asleep, for they couldn't keep their eyes open. Wow. Do we wrestle against humans or ordinary things? No. 
We wrestle against principalities and powers. These guys could not help themselves. Uh -huh. Guys, if you read the, the preceding verses, all of them said that God, they told Jesus at the Passover that they were going to stick with him, even if it okay. would cost them their lives. How can you be so overcome by sleep? Was that ordinary? Yeah, that, that can't be ordinary. So he left them and went away to pray the same prayer for the third time. When he returned again to his disciples, he awoke them saying, Are you still sleeping? Don't you know the hour has come for the Son of Man to be handed over to the authority of sinful men? Get up. Let's go, for the betrayer has arrived. So, while these guys were feeling this sleepiness, we started from 36, right? Verse 36. Can, can you read verse 35, please? Okay, 35. Yes. Peter replied, I absolutely will never deny you, even if I have to die with you. And all the others said the same. All of them. Mm -hmm. All of them were willing to die for Jesus. Mm -hmm. So Jesus understood if they could function under the leadership of their spirit, if they would not succumb to the flesh, they would die for him. Jesus knew that. But because of the power of the flesh, they could not even stay awake for an hour. To pray for mm -hmm. him, pray with him, mm -hmm. let alone be there when he was arrested and he had, he was taken to be crucified. They all ran away. And this is why we want to talk about the spirit, our spirit being continuously. We are spirit beings made in the mm -hmm. likeness of God because God is spirit, like father, like son. Amen. But the flesh is so strong and the power of the flesh is so strong because we live in this earth and the enemy has set up things to pull us down. The enemy has set up his system in the way that our body, you know, demands and desires things that will satisfy it. Like our, our body feels hungry. Our body um, wants to um, eat rather than fast. Our body wants to sleep rather than pray. Our body is exhausted. Our body is filled with, um, it has, we feel cold, we feel hot, you know, we feel pain. You know, all of these things overwhelm us. We go through experiences in life and we let it, you know, frame us. We let it determine, like when you go through a sickness or an infirmity for so long and you're like, you know what? I can't continue this race anymore because the more I'm pressing into God, the more I'm facing challenges. So the flesh will always shout louder. The voice of the flesh is shouting louder because it wants to shut down the desire of the spirit. They desired to live with Jesus. They saw Jesus raise the dead. They saw Jesus Christ heal the sick. Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. They knew this was the son of God. They saw him feed 
multitudes of people. So it's not a question of if they believed in him or if they trusted him. It is just showing you the power of the flesh and how the enemy likes to play into it. And so how do we counter counteract the flesh? How do we keep our spirits alive and strong and overcoming the challenges that the, the flesh uh, presents to us? How do we do that is the question. Jesus Christ gave them the blueprint to overcome. He said to them, watch and pray. Watchfulness is a powerful weapon to fight against the weaknesses of the flesh. That's why Apostle Paul say, says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. First Corinthians 10, 13. Watchfulness, spiritual watchfulness causes us to see the temptation even before it comes to us. We see that temptation and we're able to pray. When we see the temptation, that is the cue for us to begin to pray. Because the amazing thing is while they were so sleepy and could not um, overcome the sleep, Judas was out there betraying Jesus. How come he was so awake and alert? He was the one, if we continue down, he came with the, the, the people who arrested Jesus. So you have a real enemy. What was going on that night was not ordinary. There was a lot of demonic interference going on that night. These people could not just keep their eyes open. And this was a critical moment. Their master, their leader was going to be taken away from them. They were going to scatter. They were going to be overcome by fear. A mighty spirit of fear had come upon them. They were scared for their lives. The beautiful thing is all of this was because the flesh was so powerful in their lives. When they began, after they received the Holy Spirit, each one of those men went out boldly and began to testify about Jesus Christ. They were no longer scared of death. They were killed. Some of them were boiled in hot, were fried in hot oil. Some of them were crucified. They were so bold because they were no longer subjected to their, their, their flesh anymore. They had prayed their way through. They had become very watchful. They had come to a point where they said, God, not my will, but your will be done. And that is what we desire to, to happen for us as well. That we come, up, we come to a place in God where we know that for us to fulfill the call of God on our lives, we are going to be hard-pressed on every side. It's not, it's not all rosy. I, I, was I tell my family, I'm like, oh my God. They're like, follow your passion. You know, when you follow your passion, it's going to be easy. It's going to be fun. You're just going to love it. 
I'm like, yeah, but it's really, really painful too. <laughs> it's not always all roses. The joy you feel is because you are in connection with the Father's will. That joy, remember last week we talked, to, talked about the talents and how there was a joy attached to coming in, in partnership with God and doubling, multiplying the gift he gave you, the talent he gave you. When you effectively work out your faith and you come to the place of multiplying it and that God told them, enter into the joy of the Lord. So there's a joy that you feel when you're walking in God's purpose. But it's not easy. But we have to, you know, crucify the flesh because as you're working out the Father's will, all of demonic realm is broken loose. These guys could not stay awake. They did not, they were not intoxicated, but they would not stay awake. Jesus Christ kept coming back to them. At first, it was like, stand with me. So like Jesus, sometimes you're going through your assignment in God. You needn't really depend on, on human strength as much as you should depend on God. Your eyes should be fixated on God to ask him constantly for help. Admit your weakness. Admit the challenge. We're not saying follow the Lord blindly. No. Tell the Lord exactly how you feel, just like Jesus Christ was very honest. Remember, he understood what the disciples were going through. Wow. He totally understood. I mean, for each one of us here, even just your consistency to show up today, you have overcome the flesh. Yeah. Yes. You don't want to you don't you don't want to be sleeping at a crucial time in your life. Jesus wanted them to be awake and pray. Yeah. The demonic realm was all alive. Judas was busy getting all the um the getting all his money, you know, to betray Jesus and come and telling them come along. Come along with me. The one I kiss is the one. At that point, you would see Peter. Peter, then they were all awake. And Peter was like, okay, I'm going to cut the ear of this, this slave person. You know, don't touch my master. But it was that was not the, the time and place. All he was called to do was pray. Key things I want to bring out. When you are pursuing after the will of God, the demonic realm is not happier about it. So you will face many challenges that will cater to your flesh. You know, when you wake up at 2 a.m. and everything in you wants to open your mouth and pray, but you're like, I need, I have this thing, this project tomorrow, I have to sleep. That is a good time to overcome the flesh because the Lord is preparing you. You don't know what lies ahead. But the Spirit of God is saying, pray. And you would have avoided many things at that time. Jesus Christ was worn out too. He was emotionally turned. Scripture says that he, his blood was, his, 
tears were bloody. So it was the most traumatic experience he was going through. But he just threw himself before God. So I want us to take our time and focus on your assignments and begin to see. I want you to begin to identify the places, the times where the flesh has taken over. Recognize that that is the demonic realm being active. When they are pulling you down and causing you to be so caught up in the things that are happening around you, rather than pray, rather than be watchful, know that the, the demonic is coming after you. And what you're doing is a powerful assignment for God. Ultimately, your calling in life is to fulfill the will of the Father. And hell knows that. That's why Judah was so busy. He was motivated by, you know, money and betrayal. You know, you, you, I'm sure you've had people who have, you know, for whatever reason, would come at you, would turn their back on you, will do crazy things to you because they are getting a certain benefit somewhere. You know, we talked about familiar spirits the other time. So be aware that when the demonic is active, even your closest friends, the people you would trust, is either they wouldn't be there for you or they are busy finding a way to pull you down. That's what was happening with Jesus. When you find yourself in that place, know that you are definitely walking in the will of God. That's if you've not created something that is not of God. It's not like you go fight with someone and then when they fight back at you, you're like, oh, you know, I'm just doing the work of the Lord. No, it's when you're living for the Lord and you're pursuing God's passion for your life, God's purpose for your life. And then you are hit with all this opposition. Don't back down. Just keep pressing in in prayer. 